0: Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So this episode is about how to stay consistent. And this is a topic that I've talked about before because it's one of the most common struggles with losing weight, any health and fitness goals really, is staying consistent with the habits that are needed to get there. So I've talked about it on other episodes, but you might not have heard the other episodes, you might have forgotten, and it might just help to hear it in a different way. So firstly, to keep it simple, consistency comes from just making great choices and taking helpful actions regularly it's like that's the definition that we're going with here it's great decisions and helpful actions it's not doing them all the time perfectly but it's doing them often enough that it helps you to reach your goals and we kind of know that right that's the the simple way of putting it but to be consistent One of the struggles people have is that they're often not clear enough on what they want and what they need to do to get it. So we need to ask, what are your specific goals that you're working towards? And then when you know your specific goals, what habits and lifestyle choices will help you both create and sustain that goal? And the sustaining part is so key. Because to get to the goal and keep the results, you need to get there in a way that you can keep on doing those habits and those actions and be able to maintain them. Whereas it's very easy and very common to lose weight through some kind of restrictive diet and get to a weight loss goal quicker. But what people so often find is that then they can't keep doing the habits that got them there. So they've got no tools to keep the results and they gradually go back to what they were doing before. And so they gradually go back to the results they had before. So it needs a shift in habits and lifestyle and that needs to be something that you think, yeah, I can keep doing that. That is something that I find sustainable and with practice, it'll get easier and I think, yeah, I can do that. It's really difficult to be consistent for long periods of time with anything that's really restrictive. And if any plan that you follow is getting you to cut out foods that you really enjoy or eat an amount of calories that leaves you feeling really hungry or having strong cravings or feeling like you're missing out and you can't just live your social life you wanna live or have meals with your family and just be free and flexible with choices, then it's unlikely that that's gonna lead to consistent progress and sustainable results. A caveat to this is if you're counting calories and you're tracking your protein and nutrition, you might see that as something that you, you don't wanna do for life or sustain that for the long term. And that's totally fair enough. I think that's a bit different in some ways if you're doing that tracking in, what I would say is the best way. Because with tracking calories, tracking nutrition, it's a tool that at certain times can be incredibly valuable to use and to put into practice. Because it will teach you really useful information about portion sizes that you have, about where to find enough protein to support your body and your goals. It can teach you how to find enough fiber in your daily diet. And with that as your goal, it's teaching you information that you can then take away and put into practice without having to keep tracking for the rest of your life. And that's the goal with with the clients I work with who track their food. The goal is about learning about nutrition and building really useful information and tools that mean they can then go away and just put that into practice for life and understand their food so much better and not have to track going forwards but if you're using tracking calories as a way to just eat as few calories as possible then yeah that's not sustainable and it's not really helping you with much either because it's not teaching you anything other than how to restrict a lot and then when you finish that all you know is that you just you restricted loads and that probably wasn't very fun the way that we're looking at it when we're thinking about calories and protein and nutrition tracking with my clients I work with is very much about how can we eat as much as possible, as many calories as we can kind of lose weight on. So be at that upper limit of our calorie deficit range and be enjoying life and be having that flexibility and freedom to go out for meals and have some days where you take in a few more calories and know you can kind of balance things out with choices elsewhere. And that can give you so much empowering knowledge that then becomes very sustainable. So it's thinking about what are the habits and lifestyle choices That will help me create and sustain my goals and then we also want to ask how do i make those habits and lifestyle choices easier to do so an example of this would be a common goal so when i speak to people who are interested in in coaching for example a common goal is along the lines of like i want to lose some weight i want to feel better in my clothes and i want to be i want to be fitter and healthier so first goal we want to do is to be really specific with those goals so that your brain knows exactly what you're working for and why it's so important as well. So if we were saying with weight loss, how much weight would you wanna lose? And sometimes people know this and sometimes the number isn't as important. It might be more to do with clothes that they wanna fit into or there might be some other kind of reason behind it that we can get more specific on. But it could be, for example, you might decide I wanna lose about 20 pounds. 20 pounds in weight would get me to a place where I'd feel really happy and confident and being a healthy BMI or anything else that's kind of makes you feel like, yeah, that would be where I'd be really satisfied to get to. And then thinking about what clothes you might wanna fit into as well. If you're thinking, I wanna feel better in my clothes, what clothes would they be specifically? If you can imagine like where you'll be, like situations where you wanna feel better. Like, is it when you're going to work, you wanna feel more confident in your work clothes that you wear? Is it on holidays you wanna be able to wear like shorts and swimsuit and feel happy and confident in those? Any clothes where you think I wanna go out for a lovely evening meal and I wanna feel feel confident and attractive. What would that look like to you? That specificity is really helpful to get you visualizing exactly what you want and have that extra level of motivation to get to that as well and that can help with that consistency. And then what does it mean to be fit and healthy? If, If fitness and health are goals as well, what does that look like for you as specifically as possible because that could be something like running a 5 k or a 10 k or doing a bike ride or doing lifting certain weights in the gym It could be things like just going out for walks with your family and like going into the countryside and walking up hills and just not feeling exhausted or out of breath. It could be having more energy to to run around and play with your kids or grandkids. It could be that you really you've seen maybe older people in your family who've become frail, as they've got older or suffered with ill health, and you really wanna avoid that. You wanna give yourself the best chance of avoiding that and actually being strong and independent and capable and healthy into old age. That clarity is so, so powerful to help you have a clear vision and a clear motivational tool that will build that consistency as well. And then we wanna think, what habits do you need for weight loss, for fitting into your clothes, feeling healthy and fit and confident and happy to do that to get those habits we we need to eat well right we need to have great nutrition we need to be aware of portion sizes we need to perhaps eat more mindfully sometimes so that we've got that awareness of how much we're eating and we're really enjoying the foods that we have but often with mindful eating way that there's no distractions and you're slowing things down really tasting that food you actually feel more satisfied with less because you register it more you're chewing it breaking it down better your body is much more able to process it and use the nutrients and you're just more aware of having eaten it so you feel more satisfied and it's finding that balance as well right to, to feel like you've got to those goals and it's been sustainable it's, it's also having that level of balance where less nutritious foods are there but they're your favorite less nutritious foods and you're enjoying them guilt-free and therefore saying no to other things that are just they're calories that aren't worth it to you so that you've then got room for the higher calorie less nutritious foods that are most worth it that you do really want to keep enjoying and we also need strength training for muscle tone for health and fitness to be that strong and independent person into old age to just live our best lives we we need strength training it's so so important and beneficial for bone density as well as we get older and we become more at risk of falls and fractures keeping our body strong through strength training supports muscle and bone super beneficial to do in a way that suits you could be at home could be in the gym but if you feel not that confident in the gym then starting at home is a great place to begin and there's plenty of tools and information to help with that on my website and on my instagram page there's plenty of ideas there too feel free to message me if you need any more help with that and then we need cardio for fitness as well if fitness is a goal if you wanted to be able to run or to power up some hills be less out of breath then we want to be doing something that challenges your body to get fitter through some form of cardio that's just progressively getting you working that little bit harder than you're used to working so that your body starts to adapt to that and become fitter and stronger so if we're thinking about building habits and consistency with eating well eating great nutrition firstly we want to kind of break this down again and thinking in terms of to eat well what do we need Generally, we need to plan for that food. We need to plan to have great nutrition and make it as easy as possible to have it by having it available and ready and thought out ahead of time so that we're not having to make decisions all day long and and keep kind of finding the foods that are best for us. Because if we have to go find them or think about them too much, we're gonna gravitate towards the less helpful options. And our, our habit brain or emotional brain is always gonna want the easy, tasty choice that isn't very nutritious versus anything that's harder to get or something that you've got to go and make that's more nutritious. And that's completely normal. We're we're naturally gonna want those tasty foods. They're designed and marketed to be there in our faces, like wherever we go. So there's gonna be a lot of temptation. So we need to make it as easy as possible to have the choices that truly make us feel great. And that requires that planning ahead of time and generally doing a food shop for it as well. And for exercise, to do that as a consistent habit we also need to plan it generally and make it easier to do so starting like where you're at in terms of your current fitness and strength and building gradually from there so it could be just walking walking more to start with like making it more of your routine to go for a walk at lunch or to go to the shops or to go for a walk after work and it could be just adding 10-15 minutes a day to what you're currently doing and that can feel really small and insignificant, but it will massively add up if you start with that and it feels like it slots into your day. And from there, you can start to to add more as you get used to it, your body adapts to it, and you start to find more opportunities where you, you're walking quicker, you're feeling better, so you can do a bit more, and you can build it from there. And you might decide that home workouts, gym workouts, doing some, some intervals could be something that you decide to do to kind of increase fitness over time. And I'll do a separate podcast on, on ways to increase fitness, I think, because that we can go into much more detail then. But it's thinking, how can I plan for something realistic and then make it as easy as possible to do? And then we need to have that food shop that I've mentioned to, to make those easy, nutritious foods available and ready. We need to have a bit of a food plan and some spiders just calling up my arm. It's distracted me um so we need to have a bit of a food plan and a routine for that food shopping as well which means then you've got the food that you need to make all these meals you want to make always in stocks you're always planning preferably having something like either a master shopping list where you've just got all your key foods and ingredients kind of listed there that you can check each week do I need these things have I already still got them in stock but they're already written on a list so you you kind of you're just checking them off and they're there to get if you haven't kind of said, I've already got them, or it might just be like saved in your online shopping basket, for example. So having that kind of set up so that those things are there, because generally we'll eat the same sort of meals. You'd always kind of want the same sorts of fruits and vegetables, the same protein sources, like chicken, fish, whatever else you might get, yogurt, etc. So if they're on a list every week and it's like, that's the default and I go shopping on this day, maybe we do a top up on this day, all of that in a routine, can make such a huge difference and planning and and having a routine for food shopping can seem very boring but they are the catalyst for everything that you want when it comes to your goals so they're so so valuable to do and to have that kind of thought through and just be keeping practicing doing that because it can be an easy thing to slip like you can find the planning will slip off the routine with food shopping won't work one week but keeping on coming back to it working on like how can I make that fit in better what do I need to do to make that easier that's like the foundation for everything else that you are looking to achieve and it will always make things so much easier once it's there as a habit and a routine in itself so that would be something I always encourage clients to work on and sometimes it clicks straight away and sometimes it needs practice but it's always going to be really really valuable and even with planning and shopping like we still have to stick to it so The mindset part of it is of course really key as well. So it can help to ask with this, why do I want to stick to these great choices that I'm planning? Like, How will this help me? How will this make me feel great? A good question that I read recently, I can't remember exactly where I read it now, but the question was, will this choice that I'm about to make nourish me or will it deplete me? And that I think is a great question. Will this food choice nourish me or will it deplete me? And when we think about it nutritious foods that that we actually like and we're we're happy to eat they generally will be nourishing if especially if we're eating them when we're hungry and not out of habit or anything else so great nutrition is is always going to be a yeah that, that is nourishing and if i'm hungry at the moment then yeah this choice will nourish me and that's a great choice but sometimes less nutritious food can still be nourishing as well just in a different way It's nourishing for your soul, right? To be able to eat some chocolate or some cake or some dessert or whatever else you love, cheese and biscuits, with with people that you care about and be enjoying the moment with them and indulging in in foods that light up your taste buds, they nourish that part of you. They help you just connect with people or just to feel like, yeah, I like this, I'm having it, I'm free to have what I want. So sometimes they can be nourishing as well. A lot of the times though with less nutritious foods, they do end up being more depleting when we think about it they're either like not that amazing they're not truly delicious we just we have them more out of habit maybe because other people are having them or because they're there and we haven't got anything more nutritious available and maybe it just doesn't make you feel great after whether it's amazing or not it often has that after effect of like and now my energy has dropped I feel feel worse like 10-15 minutes after I've eaten it than I did before so it's helpful to think about how it makes you feel because sometimes it's the portion size that makes the difference as well you might find that a small amount of that amazing food that you really enjoy you actually feel great after because it kind of it fits in it it might just be a few bites of cake or dessert sharing a dessert with somebody it might just be a small portion of cheese or whatever other indulgent foods you might want to have but if you have a bit more of it even though it tastes amazing and it's nourishing your soul in the moment 10-15 10-15 minutes later you feel a bit sick right and if it, that can then be depleting so it's considering like is it worth it is it amazing and how am I going to feel in 10-15 minutes time is there a portion size that would be just right for this and that thinking it through and planning it and then feeling great about it when you make that happen will all help to build that consistency with those kind of choices and it's helpful to remember it's, it always is your choice. There's no right or wrong with any particular foods. It's just good to think about what's worth it to you and what is truly nourishing to you as well, both from that health perspective and then sometimes from that mental health perspective of having the freedom to enjoy your favourite foods, but just finding the balance that feels right for you. And another question to think about is will this choice take me closer to my goals of health, fitness, energy, great relationship with food, whatever else you're working towards or will it take me further away from them? That again can be very context dependent, situation dependent, a lot of the times great nutrition is going to take you closer to those goals of health, fitness, energy, a great relationship with food, losing weight as well and sometimes eating less nutritious food will, will take you closer to that because you're finding balance, you're still eating mostly great nutrition so this less nutritious choice, fits in fine. It might support your relationship with food and help you have that balance. Other times when it's something that we're eating because we're tired and we're stressed and we're just picking up foods and grabbing stuff from the cupboards, that choice generally takes us further away from our goals, right? It doesn't support our health or fitness, doesn't give us energy, doesn't help with our relationship with food, doesn't help with weight loss. It takes us further away from that. So sometimes thinking that through can also be a really helpful question. And then when we're thinking about how to lose weight and what consistent habits that actually requires, it can also help to ask, why am I over the weight I want to be in the first place? What are the actions, the habits, the barriers that have got in the way of me being where I wanna be already? This can really help to kind of get clear on like, what is the struggle? What is holding you back? And it's really important here to make sure to focus on what you can control. Because it can often be that other people and circumstances in life are absolutely influencing like what's going on. They are providing more of a challenge to you getting to your goals and making it feel more difficult. But you can't control other people. And it's so important to remember that. You can only control what you do and you have a lot of control over that. And when we are when we're thinking about this like it's really important to have compassion and understanding for yourself for the fact that it isn't easy because a lot of my clients are are mums they're dealing with family jobs relationships like juggling a lot of things sometimes dealing with perimenopause as well and all the hormonal fluctuations that come with that so there's a lot going on that does make it genuinely more difficult to lose weight and is a genuine reason why they've maybe got to a point where they feel like they're overweight and they want to lose some weight so the best way to frame that is with compassion and understanding because it is completely understandable to have that struggle but when we think about how we can help you to change it because you absolutely can change it then we need to focus on what you can do because focusing on things you can't control has no benefit it just keeps you stuck but if we're thinking about you your life your health and like what you want to do with the the body and the the life that you have, it comes down to it's your responsibility to take great care of your body and get to where you wanna be, because that's what you deserve. You deserve to feel at your best. And it's so important to not slip into an an all or nothing or perfection mindset or beating yourself up for anything in any way, because none of that is supportive to you feeling good in any way. It doesn't help you get to your goals either to feel all or nothing or to feel bad for for where you are at the moment it's not deserved but it's something that we naturally kind of will do we we're very good at finding ways to beat ourselves up and feel guilty for things and if we try and go into the all or nothing mindset we end up then feeling like we need to do all the things and do it perfectly and if we can't then we feel like we're failing and then it gets you stuck in this vicious cycle of just trying really hard tripping up going backwards by self-sabotaging and then starting all over again so to break away from that we need to think about the whole goal is making consistent great choices not perfect ones and focusing on what you can realistically do knowing that at times there'll be things you can't do you may have just no energy you may have to give up your time that day for for your kids because they need they're sick or they need your help with something Sometimes that will happen. A lot of the times there will still be things you can do and it's doing whatever you can do consistently that will be the key and knowing nothing has to be perfect. But when it comes to food choices, like unless other people are literally pinning you down and forcing you to eat extra food, it's more in your control than sometimes your brain will allow you to think. So taking that complete ownership of your food choices especially means that you've got that full control and power to change it if you want to as well focusing on other people and circumstances that are outside of your control just gives away your power and keeps you stuck so thinking like what can we do how can we plan for this how can we preempt like or predict what challenges might come up today and have a way of navigating those challenges in a way that feels doable so that we're just taking those small positive steps in the right direction And even if you get thrown totally off track with your plan for the day, thinking like, how can I just do the best I can in these circumstances? And how can I maybe have this food choice that isn't perfect, it's not amazing nutrition, but it's the only option available. Can I eat that mindfully or or make the best choice that's available there? And then can I get something great for myself later? Like, can I go and grab a salad from the shops? Or can I go and cook myself a, a lovely nutritious meal when I get home? Like, what can I do? you might end up at McDonald's totally unplanned. And there's a big difference between what choices you make there. If you think, I'm not, I haven't planned for this. Like this is not going the way I expected it to today. Like my day has just gone completely off the rails. I'm in McDonald's. You could end up having a double cheeseburger and fries and a McFlurry and a milkshake. Or you could decide, okay, I'm here. I'm gonna get the grilled chicken wrap, a bag of apple or carrot sticks, and aside salads like there's a massive difference in those choices you can make a great choice still at mcdonald's you might go somewhere in the middle you might decide okay i want a burger but i won't have the fries i'll grab a packet of apple slices or whatever else i'll, I'll diet coke rather than a milkshake and a mcflurry and i'll get something more nutritious for myself later there's so many little wins you can create in any situation but just by doing the the best you can in that circumstance and not feeling like you have to do it perfectly so if we're thinking about what gets in the way of making great food choices and being consistent common struggles with with this are portion sizes like just portion sizes being a bit too big to support a weight loss goal snacking whether it's just out of habit whether it's because there's not enough nutrition maybe earlier in the day maybe it's a bit of emotional eating snacking Another common struggle is weekends when we're, we're out of routine and there's it's easy to kind of have a lot more calories than you think. The lack of nutrition is a common struggle in itself because it can lead to feeling hungry and craving more food at other times. It can lead to drops in energy as well, as can not drinking enough water. If you're low in water intake, you generally will have lower energy levels, probably less motivation as a result of that as well, and be more likely to feel hunger and cravings drive you to eat more if your sleep isn't great that's another common struggle that can lead to low energy hunger and cravings again and probably a lack of motivation more likely to go and eat something that isn't supportive of your goals and not be as consistent and then alcohol is another common struggle often in that it triggers eating food when you're drinking and obviously just when you start drinking if you're taking in extra calories through having more than just one or two drinks then that can hold back progress and consistency in terms of weight loss and health and fitness goals. So habits and lifestyle shifts that can help with those common struggles. Smaller portions is a good first step. If you think my portion sizes might be a little bit big or if you're quite a fast eater, having smaller portions, like it could be a smaller plate if your plate at home is fairly big or you're used to just kind of filling it to the brim. Um, it could be adding more protein and veg to that meal. So actually the portion is the same overall, but there's less carbohydrates and fats and more protein and veg. It could be eating more slowly and checking in with yourself to to find what portion size is actually best for your body. And then if you've got some food that you, you still have on the plate and you're not hungry enough to eat it, then could you save it for part of a meal the next day or, or for a snack the next day? or give it to someone else, or the dog, or put it in the bin if it's not something that will save very easily for the next day or you're out for dinner. Another lifestyle or habit shift that can help is practicing mindful eating. Really, really tuning in to the taste of your foods and slowing it down, noticing how it feels when you take that first bite. How tasty and delicious is that first bite? And then how does it feel five, 10 bites in? Like Is it still as tasty and delicious or are you starting to get used to it? often with the sweet foods that we can tend to crave, or even savoury foods that we crave as well, the first few bites are the best by far, and you get that real sense of deliciousness, cause It's something new to your taste buds, and it's wonderful. And then as you go through it, if you're eating slowly and enough, you start to register, actually, still really nice, but now I'm starting to get a bit satisfied, like I'm actually, I'm not as enjoying this as I was. Like, I'm not enjoying this as much as I was. In the first few bites and that can often help you to find that that stopping point where you've got maximum enjoyment and then you're also feeling great after and you know you can save the rest of that food and have it again whenever you want because nothing's off limits another shift that can help is having protein and fruit as default snack options so if you know that you tend to snack in the afternoons or the evenings if you've got in stock things like high protein yogurts boiled eggs baby bells, protein powder to make a protein shake and then you've got any fruit that you love as well easy to get this could be also things like tinned fruit frozen fruit so you could add frozen berries to yogurt for example or just microwave them and add them to yogurt whichever way you want to do it tinned fruit like tinned peaches is one of my favorite snacks um any any fresh fruit is great frozen fruit can sometimes work really well as a a backup so having those things as default snack options can be very helpful to support weight loss and also just how you feel. If you're getting enough protein and enough vitamins and minerals from fruit and veg, you're gonna feel so much better in terms of energy levels, fullness, reduced cravings, better better energy, better health, better immune system. So many benefits to that that will support all any goals really that you've got in terms of weight loss, health, fitness, feeling better. And then adding nutrition, to just generally adding protein to each meal, fruits, vegetables, Healthy fats as well. If you haven't got any regular healthy fats in the day, could you add a little bit of olive oil to your dinner? Could you have some oily fish? So salmon, sardines, mackerel, anchovies, avocado, eggs, nuts and seeds are all other really good healthy fats that potentially could could be beneficial. Portion sizes is the key thing to remember when it is a but often cutting these foods out when they're so helpful for how you feel generally for supporting energy hormonal health heart health brain health there's so many benefits to including healthy fats particularly for women so making sure you've got those in your diet can be really beneficial as well and there's a a post on my instagram page with all the healthy fats shown and kind of useful portion sizes to to have them in as well that suits getting in the nutrition but also keeping the calories at a helpful level and drinking more water is another lifestyle shift that can help making that as easy as possible to do could mean like getting a big two liter bottle of water or one liter bottle of water that you have to get through twice a day if you're tracking things like the NutriCheck app for example if you're tracking nutrition on there you can easily track your water intake on there too and i think on my fitness pal you can also do that so you can log each glass of water if that helps but sometimes just that visual tool of like a a nice bottle, like a chilli bottle, can also be helpful. So you've got something like on your desk that you've got to get through a number of times a day and just ticking that off. Anything to help increase that. Also, even a, a bottle that you can get the the scent on top of it now. A couple of clients have found that really helpful. So it's I've not actually tried this, but I think it tastes like something that you you're smelling some kind of tasty scent as you drink just pure water and it makes the water taste of something really nice which can help if you don't particularly enjoy the taste of water itself and then sleep routine like this if you we struggle with sleep then that's one of the the most key foundational habits to work on to help with any health and lifestyle weight loss goal that you've got fitness as well sleep routine could mean getting to bed at the same time each night like during the week and at the weekend when possible, that can make a huge difference. Your body gets used to that pattern and it's it loves routine. So if we can settle into a routine where the body can expect to go to bed at a certain time and get up at a similar time, generally you'll fall asleep much easier and have a better night's sleep through being in that routine. Also having a cool dark bedroom, maybe drinking less water in the few hours before bed, just if you tend to be up in the night needing the loo, drinking earlier in the day can be helpful, stopping scrolling as well, if you end up on your phone scrolling social media or just on the internet or anything else, putting your phone into flight mode from a certain time, like giving yourself an hour before bed where you're not on your phone, or at least putting into the blue light filter so that that light isn't coming into your eyes, it's on the, I think it's the red red light night mode that you can put it into preferably though just not even being on the phone can make a huge huge difference and then planning for alcohol as well if alcohol is is a struggle that can kind of stop you being consistent or stop you reaching your goals with weight loss planning for when you want to drink that when it's most worth it to have some drinks and at other times or even when you're drinking could you have some low calorie options instead of wine could you have like slimline vodka and tonic for example deciding the amount that you want to drink and having soft drinks in between as well those kind of things we all kind of know like these are the useful things to do but it's easy to not always do them and then planning for your planning for your food and planning for your alcohol is always going to really help and if you think you've planned things but the plan just hasn't worked for a certain reason then that's golden information to go back to and see what was the reason it didn't work what can i learn from that how could i plan that a little bit differently next time to get myself to where i want to be it's either you either win or you learn with anything in this process that like you're either winning because it's on track it's going well you're making progress and if it's not on track and you're not not making progress then there's something there to learn and if you can find that lesson and use that to make a tweak in what you do then you're winning again and you're creating progress. So you can't lose, you can't mess this up. It's just keeping refining it and keeping being open to, to learning like what you can learn that will help and putting that into practice one step at a time. When we think about exercise, and what gets in the way of being consistent with exercise? One of the key things is not planning it in. Often like not planning it realistically as well in terms of time is a is a big thing that holds people back. So you might plan to do an hour's workout, but realistically it just doesn't fit into that part of your day. And so you end up kind of slightly overrunning with your morning routine or slightly overrunning getting the kids to school or getting home from work. You're later than you thought you'd be, and so that workout then gets dropped because there's not the amount of time that you wanted to have to do it. It Can be also not being prepared for exercise, like with having kit ready and stuff. When it, we're trying to fit exercise into a busy schedule, if you haven't got things as streamlined and ready as possible, then it can create a, another barrier to not do it. If you can get your kit ready and everything else and you've got kind of stuff where you need it, that's one less barrier to overcome. Also, planning things that you don't enjoy doing or making it too hard, that tends to get in the way a lot as well for people. So if you're planning to go for a run but you hate running... Or you're planning to go and do like a really intense workout, but it's just much more intense than you're used to doing at the moment, and it's going to make you ache for like three days. That's going to put you off doing it, and you'll be less likely to be consistent. Whereas if you can find something that you enjoy, it's going to feel a whole lot better, and it's just something that's a little bit of a challenge compared to what you're used to doing recently. And the other thing that gets in the way is not prioritising yourself enough, like putting other people first too much and letting other things take priority so if we're then flipping this into how can we change that how can we remove those barriers so with the first thing of not planning it in how to change that would be obviously planning in exercise but planning it into your calendar if possible like if you use google calendars which is something i find really helpful Having that as a slot in your day, and then if you need to, you can drag it to somewhere else. But preferably, having it as a slot where it's an important meeting, like you'd have any other important meetings, they would be in your diary and you would keep to them as well because you wouldn't let anyone else down. So, planning that in and having it scheduled and there visible at a certain time, and you know that's happening and you're ready for it, can really help you to be consistent with it. Planning it realistically as well, so small doable amounts of exercise, making it easy to do. It could be just 15 minute workout or 15 minute walk, that's great. If that's a starting point, that's the most you can realistically do, that's brilliant. Like, Do that, plan for it and put that in rather than planning for something extra that you just can't do. Make it as doable as possible and it's just getting something done that always beats doing nothing and it will really build that consistency as well. Getting your kit ready and having it where you need it. So maybe having gym kit in your car if you go to the gym and you might have the opportunity to go after work. Maybe having your kit laid out in the morning. So if you're working at home like, and you want to do a workout at some point during the day, could you get dressed in your workout gear or at least half of your workout gear? So if you're on Zoom or something, you've got a smart top, but you're in your, your leggings and you're ready to go. Having your shoes by the door, like spare trainers in your car, having a drink ready so that you can just grab it when you're going for a run or getting on your bike or anything else like that. All of those little things that you can do ahead of time will massively help your future self when she's in the moment, not feeling that motivated. When the stuff's there ready, like much more likely to to go and do it in the moment. That could be home workouts as well. If you think they're a struggle to get started with and be consistent with, which is the case for a lot of people, you're not on your own if that is your struggle having it out visible and ready like having if it's a kettlebell for example like having the kettlebell in the middle of the room ready like looking at you waiting for you to start using it and having maybe a drink ready so you can enjoy a nice drink while you're doing it um non-alcoholic drink probably and then having a playlist ready to listen to that you'd enjoy or something on tv that you can watch while you do your workout or a podcast that you wanted to listen to and maybe something after maybe you just you schedule that workout in your day just before then you'll have breakfast or lunch so you kind of get the reward of sitting down to eat a nice meal once you're done and you feel proud of yourself then because you've done your workout and then you're sitting down to your nutritious meal and it's a double win and it's if it's there and it's ready to go you're much more likely to pick it up and it can then be just asking that question as well like can i just pick this up and just do one set of one exercise once you've started, it's so much easier to keep going. So having that there visible and ready is really key. And literally ask that question. If you still find it difficult when it's there and it's visible, just asking, can I just do one set? And even if you stop at one set, that's still a win compared to not doing anything. So that can often help to get things started as well. And then prioritising yourself. When you book in the exercise into your calendar, making it feel like it is an appointment with you. And just as you wouldn't let anybody else down if you had an appointment with them, don't let you down either. Put that into the calendar and that is an important appointment with the most important person in your life. If you didn't exist, you wouldn't exist. So you're the most important person in your life. So meeting yourself and turning up to that appointment and just doing the best you can will make it much easier as well to build that habit and that consistency. I'm remembering too, with all the things I've just said, you don't need to do all of these things at once. Picking just one or two key habits around nutrition or exercise is plenty. Like working on that first will help a lot. And then see what you can then add once you're confident that you've got that one thing sorted. Then move on to the next thing. And it's perfectly fine if things drop off as well. None of this needs to be perfect at any point. It just won't be in our lives that we live that are very busy. Lots going on. Nobody has this nailed a hundred percent at any point, and no one needs to. So definitely need to try and stop or stop trying to do things perfectly. As a coach, I don't even want to see perfect nutrition like on my clients' food diaries. I'm I'm more happy when they've got a sprinkling of less nutritious foods in their week than when there's just perfect nutrition the whole time, week after week after week. Because perfect nutrition isn't generally sustainable and if they enjoy eating that way that's great like that's absolutely brilliant as long as they know that they can put in whatever they want whenever they want and it's absolutely fine because sometimes when you're eating perfectly all the time when you then have something that's less nutritious that can feel like you've messed things up and it feels like oh no I've done something wrong like I need to do this really well I've been doing so well for so long and it creates a pressure to keep doing well and then when you have something that you deem bad or less nutritious then you can feel guilty and beat yourself up for it and then that's when we tend to think well I've kind of ruined it now so I may as well just have this other thing and and then I'll start again tomorrow or Monday and then the consistency goes whereas if there's that freedom with it as well and there's a bit of bit of chocolate there's a bit of other stuff in there and it's enjoyed mindfully and it's it's worth it choices not all the time just it's in there regularly because that's how you want to live life that's great that's that leads to a lot of consistency when it's done that way and really if it's progress on what you would normally have done when it comes to food or activity if it's something slightly better than you would have done before you will make progress in terms of health and weight loss as well we often think that we need to suddenly do things brilliantly with nutrition and suddenly do all the exercise every single week but If you make slightly better food choices and you make a few swaps or you stop a little bit sooner with certain foods and you just do a little bit more activity, like up your steps by a thousand steps on average a day for the week, or just do a couple of workouts for 15 minutes when you would normally have not done any. All of those things are fantastic. They are progress and doing things slightly better will create progress for you as well. Your body will adapt to that. If it's something that is an improvement in nutrition or activity, your body adapts and you will see progress in terms of health, weight loss, energy, etc and then you can make the next bit of incremental progress from there and doing it in those small changes is the best way to create results that last because it feels sustainable and it's not a massive change and there's not pressure to do it perfectly, it's just one step at a time and celebrating the wins along the way, celebrating those wins is such a huge part of it and that's just feeling proud of anything that is progress like anything you do that's a little bit better than you used to do if you celebrate that and you're proud of it that is a huge part of building consistency as well because then your brain gets to enjoy that little hit of dopamine from you choosing to acknowledge yourself and feel happy and proud of what you've done and when the brain gets that hit of dopamine and that sense of pride and satisfaction it wants to do that again so if you are training yourself and like showing yourself that it feels great to do these things because you choose to feel proud of even the smallest positive action steps, you're teaching your brain to associate those things with feeling good, feeling happy, feeling proud. And it's more likely then to remember that feeling and want to repeat it and repeat the actions that created that feeling next time. So one of the best things you can do is to feel proud of all the little things that you're doing each week. And there are always little things that you're doing well, little wins that you can you can acknowledge. And that will have a hugely positive impact. I'm remembering too, it's not a race, and there's no deadline to get to this goal. You might have set yourself a goal of, I want to lose weight by this date or for this holiday, but there's no real deadline. It's this is for life, right? This is about being healthy and fit and happy, and living your best life. So there's no exact date when that needs to happen. Like you need to reach a certain weight. Sometimes it helps to have that as a as a motivational tool, but it also can put a lot of pressure on you to then try and force things and do things perfectly when you don't need to so remembering there's no deadline it's just about making consistent progress and taking actions week after week that feel great to you like that's the ultimate goal those small changes will add up to big results and if you have a bad day or a bad week or even a bad month it's okay like life happens things do get in the way You're either winning or you're learning. If you keep remembering that, you can find something useful to learn and you're back on track as long as you're taking the next positive action step that you can take. So, keeping going builds consistency, and consistency will create progress with a bit of patience in there too, because it will always happen slower than you want it to in terms of weight loss. That's what leads to amazing results. Consistency, enjoying the process, being a bit patient. And just keep going. So I hope that was helpful. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you have any questions or need any help, feel free to email me, hayley at hayleyplummer.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram via the links in the show notes. Have a great day and speak to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, please feel free to get in contact with me via my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk, or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.